So basically, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, eating and building appetite, which comes with consumption, right? So in certain areas of our life, there are um, there, there is kind of an authentic consumption and nourishment, and then in some some parts of our life, there is kind of we're we're not eating nutrition, we're not consuming nutrition, or building an authentic appetite, which would translate from interior design as creating a welcoming environment for ourselves to kind of really be comfortable in that space. So remember that you are what you eat. And it's really deep because just like with diet choices, what we watch, what we observe, what we spend time with really ends up affecting our experiences. To truly grasp the essence, ask yourself what you value and observe where you spend most of your energy. So for a lot of us, we spend, we think, oh, I eat this, I consume that. And we don't focus on like, well, what do I value? Do I, do I really value the things I'm spending so much time with? Because if we're not if we don't value what we're spending time with and we're using some things as like time wasters or time spenders or potential, which I talk about a lot. So a lot of times we'll be in a space potentially to get friends, potentially to make money, potentially even to get our kids to love us, right? Which might sound crazy. And we, we aren't taking that time to integrate the value, right? So just notice what you value and that will help you reconstruct some of your time spending. Um, and then that kind of translates into what you eat, right? So, so the thing is, is that when we ingest food, right? Information, media, it doesn't only it, it literally molds our thoughts. It molds our thoughts, it molds our emotions. It, it molds the overall trajectory of, of life, our lives in general. Consumption of unhealthy foods creates a space where we feel lethargic. It really affects the mood, right? And sometimes when we're not sure, um, when we're not sure and we don't kind of read the label, like we do with food when it comes to self-help and working on our own on our own quality of life and choosing the things we spend our time with um, we won't be able to feel that sense of vibrance the depth of life in itself because a lot of people will communicate that they struggle they really struggle with feeling the depth in life feeling harmony and a lot of times that comes from just, just consuming what's there or not taking a moment to read the label and say, does this, do, does my body just like if somebody was sensitive to let's say gluten, um, you gotta check if it's gluten-free or um, if, if your body can digest what you're consuming. So 
noticing this with, again, friends, business, noticing what it is that, um, that might be taking you down. A simple example for me was I got sick twice lately, um, recently. I got a flu and then I got, I just am recovering from another dip, which were both very close in um, proximity. And I really got frustrated. I got frustrated. I'm like, why did I get sick? I, I never get sick. Um, I work really hard to build my immune system and it shouldn't happen. So I kind of had to peel back and look at my life. And I discovered that there was a, a trap somewhere in the middle, that it, there was something in my life that I am extremely sensitive to that I haven't, I guess, dealt with in a while. And it showed up in a, in a way where, again, it's like decluttering and finding something that you just didn't know was at the back of the closet. And it showed up and because I haven't worked with this piece in a while, with this relationship, right? Because it, it doesn't matter if it's business or family or finances, if you haven't dealt with it in a while, sometimes it can trigger or set off a domino effect of things. And for me, when there is a sense of safety or security that is compromised, or um, it's an illusion of safety or insecurity that's compromised, right? Because sometimes we are safe and the old body, the old mind, would tell us in this specific circumstance, we aren't safe, kind of sends off a tripwire. And the domino effect for me in those situations was that I get sick. So I had to deal with that. Um, as soon as I figured out what it was, it was a simple fix. Now it's not a simple fix, but getting clarity and understanding where that came from, I can step back and really start to reconstruct that space and know that, oh, when I enter that kind of situation, um, either I have, it's like going outside without a sweater. I have to make sure that I'm completely uh, bundled up to go into that space or maybe do not enter that space or shift, right? So just noticing what those things are because when we again it went back to that consumption when i was in that space the quality of that consumption actually created a sense of contamination for me which like food poisoning or just experience poisoning it wasn't and again people aren't bad it's not about them it's about how i process and we have to reconstruct that so learning how to find harmony in disturbing experiences can really help with this. So just, just noticing how, how you experience this in general. So when we are applying this, right, um, in interior design, like in the living space, when we arrange, right, when we arrange a space and we say, are we comfortable? Or when we create a room, do people feel welcome in that space? What we're asking ourselves is, for example, in that space, do I feel welcome in that environment? Have I created a an environment where 
there is a landscape which communicates security for myself in that space. And I don't have to kind of over explain or um, really over communicate. Because for a lot of us, what ends up happening is we spiral into a lot of reasons and conversations and a lot of it is unnecessary kind of it ends up veering away from the actual essence which like i've said if if a living room for example it communicates that it's a living room usually there will be couches the lighting will be compatible there might be a coffee table there might be magazines or books to read and it's an environment where people can sit right and whatever other things and unite and spend time together whatever that is or relax whatever your your kind of um value system right is when somebody walks into that room they can feel oh this is what this is for with ourselves in different situations when we're creating those situations like we're creating rooms right so if we're going to an event or we're going into business we have to ask ourselves what is this actually doing for us right into a job and if there's something that isn't working for us, it's there's kind of friction, unnecessary friction shows up um, that might just, might not, it, it's not productive. Also, consistency is key. There's a sense of flow where, again, it aligns with the value system and there's that consistency where our body and our mind can relax in that space where there are no threats. So knowing that the foundation of who we are is is harmonious and it's arranged and cared for as a physical space, as the physical space that we inhabit, right? So just noticing that interior that when you're when you when you've created a space for yourself that aligns with your value system, there's a sense of harmony that's not leeching all the energy we evolve as humans and the spaces we exist in evolve as well and sometimes we get to a fork in the road where we can say this isn't compatible with my values at the moment it doesn't have to be forever we grow in certain ways or some people change their value system or the narrative so it's like sometimes we get really frustrated because we can't depend on certain relationships and again that's job family even our body, right? As we age, we need um, we di we need different support systems. Sometimes we need more exercise. Sometimes we need a different kind of diet. So knowing that things do change. So just pay attention to if you if you can't depend on something the way you used to be able to depend on it, just notice that shift and um, what to do in that um, environment. So in society in itself um happiness happiness is is something that unfortunately is is not geared around fulfillment it's more a, a geared around building appetite so when we think of a lot of our like the materialistic things that we acquire um social networking and um you know the constant seeking of entertainment um, and this is just socially or just even personally, um, a lot of it is built around building an appetite 
which ends up leading to clutter and unfulfillment in a social mode that prioritizes desire and external validation over contentment and internal peace. And this is like really important because true happiness is found in different realms. And when we think about true happiness and fulfillment, it's a different piece than appetite. Um, and appetite is like stimulating stimulation of like sugar and alcohol. It's like this synthetic stimulation. And for a lot of people, they find this addiction also in the self-help space where they they get the stimulation, they feel fulfilled from finding, um, you know, from finding these these self self-help um, gurus and I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying notice how much you're consuming versus how much you're applying. So when we're looking for fulfillment in itself, it's really important to know that there is a an application component. So when we are consuming the information, there's this entertainment of the mind, right? The appetite, building appetite in the mind. Like we feel smarter, we feel, we might feel, um, I don't know, entitled. We might feel better about ourselves, right? And sometimes it leans into ego, us feeling like we know more. But where this is really applied and where this gets constructive when we want to create fulfillment and authentic fulfillment is when the mind connects to the body. Often we give too much credit to the mind, overlooking the fact that the body is a crucial vessel to help execute the mind's intentions. And if we are just consuming knowledge and ideas, it just creates more pressure in the head and not fulfillment in the body where it ends up being like the body ends up being passive and and the journey towards fulfillment and happiness ends up suffering so we have to really take the time to lean towards more of how are we applying this and in jewish culture it works from this concept of of tsnias of hatsnelalachas right And when we talk about Hatznei Lechas, it's this kind of sense of modesty of and Hamechen Metzadei Gaver, where we know that God prepares the steps of the day. And when we kind of go with like a modest living of, it's not about how much I could know. Um, it's more about me showing up to make sure that I'm, I'm feeling connected and fulfilled, right? Um, it changes the game. Something that I shared with one of my kids, one of my kids kind of ran into a challenge um, and now that they are a responsible adult, uh, felt like he had to fix a situation. And I said, and it was a situation where he couldn't control. It wasn't something he could do anything about. And I communicated to him that his desire to fix it is authentic and it's and i validated that but i said to him that when you become an adult one of the things you realize is that not everything is in our control 
the only thing that is in our control is how we respond to situ certain situations. And it really depends on defined intervention. Whereas in we could do the best we can with what we have today. And it, it's, 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 it's something that we learn when we begin to mature that not everything is in our control. But what we can do is, right, making sure that, especially as a Jewish practice, the balance of the mind and the body is a big, is a big one, mind, body, spirit. For a lot of people, they spend a lot too much time in the mind. Um, so taking that time to do the avoda, the work within the body, the avoda sakodesh, right? It's an olam asiya of the work within the body itself. Again, the mind, the body works slower than the mind. And that's also why we like connecting with the mind because we can rapidly consume the information to actually apply it takes us a little bit more time so just noticing how that feels right because appetite builds this thing stimulation where you know like it's like five hour energy we're gonna kind of just run through this thing but when we get into the body everything begins to slow down and it unites the sensations which unites the spirit as well. We connect with the spirit and we're able to do something from a holistic perspective. So so just kind of taking that into consideration as we move into that space. So something also to know is that like, if something's a well-designed space, it functions. It's, 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 it's nourishing, right? And that's our indication. So when we start to declutter our space, it's important to, or, or re, restructure the space. It's really, really important to just notice, is this functional for me? Is it not, right? And again, the best you can with what you have. Don't try to do anything outside of, sometimes things aren't working and you need patience. And I ran into this lately where I'm like, I need to fix this and I don't get the answers I need. So what I do is I take the time to become the best version of myself so that when the solution does show up, right? Because it's not really an equation of problem solution. I am in a better frequency to be able to move forward and make better decisions. So sometimes that time in between ends up being a chesed from Hashem to be able to, to elevate the human being that I am, and sometimes even ask. And that's kind of where prayer comes in, where we can ask for the divine intervention or be like, oh my gosh, that's something I never asked for or reconnect, right, with our higher power. So in conclusion, when we come back to all of this, it's we want to ask ourselves a few questions um, to improve on our experience. And something you can ask yourself is, how does consumption of food, media, and ideas influence my well-being. The second question would be, have changes in your diet or media habits affected the mood, your mood and your thoughts? Because essentially it, it really does affect. So just noticing in your day, like is there something that you've added or you've taken away that is affecting, affecting your thoughts? And what methods do you use to declutter the, your mental and emotional space to gain harmony, right? To, to, to get to harmony. Um, 
how do you ensure your daily consumption aligns with your values? And this is a really important one because a lot of times we do things because other people say we should rather than because we believe them. And that is, and or it aligns with our life and people are like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this to get there. And we're like, it doesn't really make sense, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And we have that resistance from within. So just noticing that and, and yeah, just noticing how, how that, how that experience affects you. Um, so thank you so much for joining me in this experience today. If you like what you see, like and follow. Um, we will be having a newsletter going out in January, which is going to be a high quality content um, journey. We're gonna have a paid subscription as well, where you will get exclusive content. And I look forward to sharing with that you, with, with, with you. Sure. Let yourself heal, heal, it's easy to feel.